Well, why not? Hello, folks, and welcome to We the Peeps. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I am Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I manage a web design company. And we just love these gnats. All the gnats. All the gnats. Todos los gnats. Get on in here, guys. <laughs> There's a roster for everyone. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Folks, as you know and love, uh, it is a Rasta pod time. The time has come for us to pod about Rastas. And it's, a, it's a roster of rosters. It's a time. roster of rosters. Line up the rosters. This might take a while. <laughs> Uh, we've got we've got a full on you know adults team first team they say they call it uh, for games versus Mexico and Uruguay, which is exciting stuff. Mexico always exciting to suit up against our rivals. Uh, but not only that, we've also got under twenty threes and and under twenties, and all these rosters kind of weave together in a tapestry that is the Nats. Uh, in various and exciting ways, and we can't wait to break it all. Some down. unexciting ways, <laughs> some infuriating ways, <laughs> and some <laughs> underwhelming ways. All right, folks, let's do this thing. But as always, remember, uh, it means a lot to us if you can, if you could, if you could, please rate us with a five star and put some words in that little box. You might have your rating, you might have your review read on the show. Uh, and five stars helps with that. It also helps us to move up in the podcast rankings, which helps the American soccer team. Do you understand how this works? Of course, you can also uh, reach out to us on Twitter. That's at... You help us. <laughs> we help you help them then help us. They help, help us. They... <laughs> they help each other. It's almost like confusing. <laughs> But it really, it's all very simple. It's, it's like, you know, the, 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 the farther out you go to universal truth, the, the simpler it really gets. So just The enemy of my friend is my <laughs> enemy? Is my, is my friend's cousin's mom. Okay, so <laughs> you can also please, <laughs> you can also please follow us on Twitter at WTPPod. That's Wilbur Tango Pizza Pod. Do that. Hang out with us on there, um, and you know we'll be we'll be screaming out tweets during these games, uh, so we can we can live exchange our our ideas, our disappointments, our tears, our sadnesses, uh, and perhaps even maybe our triumphs at WTP Pod. And I think that's about it. Anything else for us, Ty? Sounds good to me. Cool. End of housekeeping. <laughs> Sweepy, sweepy, sweepy. All right, let's fucking get into this shit. It's been a minute since we've had uh, real, raw, actual gnats to discuss. It's been ever since the, the, the summer bonanza of tournaments. This time, it's, uh, it's a bonanza of rosters. So I will indeed uh, go through this just in case you don't, uh, you're driving and you don't want to Google with your fingers. Uh, let me let me do this for you. Boys, line up. We got a couple gloves. We know who they're going to. It's going to be the spider in Germany. But let's also bring Jesse Gonzalez. Why not? Uh, Brad Guzan, the polar bear. So Jesse Gonzalez, the tarantula from FC Dallas. Brad sure. Guzan. Let's go with that. The polar bear. Sean Johnson. Dulé Hill. Dulé Hill's cousin. Who's Dulé Hill? Oh, you got to Google Dulé Hill next to <laughs> Googling Sean Johnson. That's a little treat for all of you out there. Okay, do that. Uh, <laughs> Dulé Hill's cousin. And, of course, the... Of course, Zach Steffen. There's course. no other choice. He plays for Fortuna Dusseldorf. <laughs> Man City on the books. You guys would be That's all Man over me if, if, if I wasn't calling up somebody who played for Fortuna Dusseldorf. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to that. We will get to back. that, by the way. Uh, defenders, John Brooks. Wow, wow. Can it be? Really? He's back. 
the boy's back. The shiniest head in center back soccer soccer world. The blurriest, shiniest, youngest center back scoring in the World Cup. John Brooks, welcome back. Shining light. Reggie, the soccer player formerly known as Reggie Cannon, uh, joining us. And, of course, could there be any more anxiety-inducing of a situation than the one we have right now with Serginho Dest. Please don't play well, Serginho. <laughs> We're watching him like, oh man, I hope he starts, I hope he starts. Wait, wait, slow down, slow down. Too I, good, hope too good, too good. I hope he fucks up. <laughs> because, of course, he could always decide to play for Netherlands, and my man is mega Dutch. <laughs> so, let's... <laughs> Let's homie hope. Dutch. <laughs> homie Dutch is fuck. <laughs> uh, but he's good and we want him. So uh, for now, he's on our roster and maybe forever. Uh, we've also got uh, the Lima Bean soaking. It's, it's raining in New York City and I know that the Lima Beans flavor would benefit from this soaking. At least Lima's <laughs> captive. Thank God. We can all rest rest easy. He's on the books for the San Jose Earthquakes. Who the fuck do you think I'm going to start? He plays for the San Jose Earthquakes. <laughs> <We do. laughs> all right. We've also got Aaron Long, the uh, rattiest of tales. Uh, we've got Daniel. You know him. You love it. Uh, we love in. it. We just love in case, it. Just in case we need a goal late in the game. <laughs> love it or hate it. The <laughs> underdogs on top. Tim Ream. Beardy Tim Ream. Uh, coming back, hopefully, to to continue his illustrious era of captaincy for the U.S. men's national team. Miles Robinson. Come on in, buddy. Come on in. And Walker Zimmerman okay. completing what may indeed be the walk-long center-back pairing. Midfield. Let, this is where it starts to get kind of cool. It could be walk-miles. <laughs> That'd be Walk-brooks. <tight laughs> walk Ream, we'll we'll ream, workshop it. Ream, ream, <laughs> ream walk Brooks. All right. Uh, we've got midfielders. The midfielders, it starts to get kind of cool. We've got Sebastian Legette. This is cute. Never forget to Legette to Quet. Uh, we've also got West Tone. McKinney, the West Tone. Oh. Let's go, oh. baby. Uh, and <laughs> welcome back from the desert for some reason. Oh, I know. It's because he plays for Fortuna Dusseldorf, which we're now actually watching on television. Greg <laughs> yeah, Berhalter's exactly. now actually watching a Dusseldorf game because his the boy. The Zach Steffen favoritism <laughs> has splash benefit for so, Alfredo Morales, who so, he's now aware exists. <laughs> So Alfredo Morales, a 6 out of 10 in every game he's played for the past yeah, four years in Germany. Consistent 6 out of 10. fucking yeah. back. Okay. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Uh, Paxton Palmacall. We've been waiting for this this guy to make his way up. Um, the you know uh, Get in here, Paxton. Get, get on in. We're excited for you. Let's see what you can do out there. And then sadly, Christian Roldan and Will Trapp. Still with us. Not sure why. Pencil them in. <laughs> Pencil them in. Sharpied. They are on the dry, written on the dry erase board. Everything else is in erasable marker, and they are not. They are painted on there. They've got stickers stenciled onto that shit. Uh, and then Jackson Yule. Okay, cool. We'll see some Jackson Yule. Forwards, Corey Baird, Tyler Boyd. It's your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Morris, the <laughs> underwhelming, the, the boy that would have, could have been king, if only. Uh, Christian... Not Nasha Boyd. Not Nasha Boyd. Uh, we've got the Porcelain Prince, <laughs> Christian Pulisic from the Chelsea, starter. <laughs> the Porcelain Prince. That's, uh, that's great. The boy who would be king. He pulled the sword out of the stone and scored it in, with his first touch ever in the Bundesliga, and he's 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 back. He's here. He's his red hair is flaring. It's just Sergeant. Hell yeah, fuck yeah, bring him in. And of course, the other uh, sticker stenciled player on this roster. We've got Giassi Zardes. That's all. That's all, folks. Uh, thank you for uh, walking through that with us. It's a it's a long walk. We know. All right, enough. Ty, what were your first impressions here uh, upon hearing about this roster? Yeah, so with all these friendly rosters, I uh, there are so many factors that go into who gets in and who's who's held back for club or injury or schedule or whatever. In this case, I think MLS is playing through the break or 
Uh, they might not be, but they're just playing games nearby, like close to the dates. So they they left off a bunch of MLS players who I'm sure they would have loved to have. Uh, we're Such we're as? not missing them. Um, like like Josmer for one. Um, and uh, there's been some word about Nagby maybe having been called and saying no and things like that. Whoa, that's so. Weird. I don't I don't really like. Um, I don't I don't read too much into the fringes, but what I do look for are certain key players who I think it's important to bring in. And we're seeing the ones who I'm who I've been really desperate to see. I think there's there's a couple more I would have liked to see. Uh, maybe a Romain Gall uh, type, a couple more of the like fringe attackers. Um, Dwayne Holmes is not here. He just came back from injury, so I think it, they probably decided to leave him. Um, but the ones I wanted to see, uh, Paxson Pomacall and uh, Serginio Dest, of course, and continuing to see more um, Boyd and seeing Sargent again. Uh, those are all. Those are all here. Seeing Brooks back in camp is great. So I'm excited. I think it's a it's a, a nice opportunity to get some of these guys more integrated and to hopefully validate that the long term plan looks different than what we saw in the Gold Cup, which was underwhelming. Yeah, man. And just like first look over this, I, my, my first kind of thought was there's a really cool, good and exciting team here. And there's a really bad. Oh, team. God. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, and I sorry. I forgot Miles Robinson. It might 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 even be the most exciting um, because he just he, he looks so great. He looks great. Yeah, I, tell I, I'm me. Really tell me about Miles Robinson. See. I'm not. I'm not yeah, too familiar. Yeah. So he, he plays for Atlanta. He's he broke through uh, last season, I think, and he's been he's become a locked in starter next to uh, Gonzalez Perez, and they are uh, Atlanta's uh, quite good, not not amazing. They're still a little bit imbalanced, but he always performs well. Anytime I see him, he's he's done well, and he did come through the college system, but he I think he got out a little earlier than most and he's making the most of this opportunity and he's really impressed both of the coaches he's played under um at atlanta who are neither of whom are easy to impress um so i'm just he might be one of those guys who despite not coming through the optimal route that we want our players to be coming through like like um pulisic and and uh Wea and uh and sergeant you know, he's not he's not going that route. He's he did the college to MLS thing, but every now and then you get a player who transcends that route and becomes you know a, a excellent top notch international anyway. Uh, thinking of like a, a, a Jeff Cameron, uh, who who turned into really quite a useful uh, piece for for the Nats, um, and I think that's that's our our hope with with Miles Robinson is that he's like the next coming of of Jeff Cameron or maybe even better. Sick, um, yeah. I'm. All, I mean, I'm so all about it. He's that. he's 22. He's got a long way to go. Um, and yeah, as we always say when we talk about uh, these under the the fishy teams, which we'll get to. Uh, but we always talk about how like you get all this hype around these 11 to 15 players that you notice playing in the youth ranks, and the the uh, the hidden the hidden movement yeah. is always present, which is the movement of kids that you don't notice until they're 22, 23, 24, who end up making a huge difference for this team. Every generation uh, has examples it of happens. It happens. It doesn't just happen with the U.S. You know, that that happened to Angolo Conte, you know, it just it, kind of middling until he's 22, 23, and then breaks out. Or uh, at an elite level, you know, that can happen as well with someone like... Um, like uh, Mo Salah, you know, yep. who who was was good, uh, promising until twenty three, and then exploded, and is now world class. Um, so so it's 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 good to to continually try these guys. But my my hesitancy is always that they come into the team, they're okay, they're fine, and then we just keep them around, yeah. like uh, like a like a Walker Zimmerman, like an Aaron Long. I mean, I think Aaron Long is fine. I'm I I'm I, in the absence of a better better choices I'm fine with him, but I'm I'm fully in favor of just bringing in new faces all the time, just test guys, test guys, and I want to see like I would I would love to have seen even more experimentation in uh, in this roster um, as well. So, but but we got one, and I'm, I'm really uh, I have a good feeling about Robinson based on what I've seen that his he's the kind of player who like. 
his game doesn't like diminish at a higher level. He's just like consistently good. I got it. Uh, and yeah, he, he adapts right. to higher levels. Right, and I gotta say, he doesn't not look like Anthony Robinson. <laughs> doesn't not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, uh, you know, there, there's a uh, there could be a funny Robinson movement occurring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have any other Robinsons we could get get merged in? <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it'll be cool to see Miles Robinson. Uh, the biggest, the biggest one that, that we're oh, all sweating yeah. bullets watching uh, Serginho Des play for Ajax. So just a little context, if you've uh, not been keeping up, is that he's starting, he's playing, he's had good games and bad games. He's playing in the league, in the Champions League. He's really the real deal. He's still, un- he's still nineteen years old. Or I think eighteen, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he is. Uh, he is at this point fully visible. So we're talking about a dude who, uh, you know, it's the Netherlands, which is the nation that he could also play for. Right. They're not a team that's hurting in that position. And I don't, he would have to really do something special, I think, to to sort of, um, to get some predatory cap tying from, from, from the Netherlands mm-hmm. happening. But I think he's close to getting a nod and getting an offer. And it has a lot to do with where his head is at. Um, so I've been trying to trying to get a sense for the kid uh, in the past couple months. Listen to listen to some some interviews. It's, it was right. difficult to find an English speaking interview with him concerning. Uh, but uh, thank God for the scuffed podcast and what's his face thank over God. there. What's his Shout name? Shout out Bells. Yeah, Adam uh, Adam Bells, who uh, never never leaves a stone unturned, has a like a forty five minute English speaking interview with Serginho Dest from like months and months ago. Uh, incredible work. And uh, he's basically said in that interview months and months ago, before he had really worked his way into Ajax, that uh, Ajax doesn't talk to him about his national team situation, and he hasn't heard anything from the Netherlands. So now, uh, where he's he's been called up, I don't really. I, Ty, do you know anything uh, else? That, any other helpful information about where his head is at in terms of this uh, uh, decision? I, I don't know anything. Nothing's come to to my attention, so I think it's still quiet on that front. But what I would say is, I think he's he, he's been visible enough in the weeks leading up to this that I think he's gotten the offer. So I I'm cautiously optimistic that him being in this camp means that he's not thinking about it. Um. And I think I think the Netherlands. I I don't think like England, France, Germany, Spain. I don't think they would bother to try to to try to sneak a kid. But I think the Netherlands are uh, are not as um, just like unwilling to try out of sheer pride. Like I, I feel like they they would be they'll they'll do what it takes to to keep their promising players. Yeah, and this um, is this is so. not a this is not an an American dual citizen who is getting offers from a better footballing nation. This is a this is a really a, a a Dutch kid who was who's been invested in by our program. Which right, honestly, right. you know, there there is a little bit of uh, kudos to be given to the youth uh, system here for for really investing in this kid and giving him a chance. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's some weird through his dad passport scenario that allows him to play. And, and I think that may be paying off. Although, uh, if there, I can't say that I would be shocked if we didn't see him play, um, that, you know, that somehow there, there's see, like it, there, there's absolutely, there are so many possibilities. One is that Berhalter has done some strange things like, that I just can't understand. So I'm leaving open the possibility that he just is like, <laughs> well, you know, he was good enough to bring, but not quite good enough. Like we, we didn't need him uh, for the start. So we didn't use him. You know, that could happen. Lima's just a step ahead. Of him. Uh, yeah. Lima's just That's a step ahead. Right. Uh, the other thing is there could be a, a, a real discussion happening where they say like, well, look, like come like, he's saying like, I don't know what I want to do yet. And they're saying, all right, look, come, come on the roster, come with us. Like you don't have to play if, if you're not ready to make that decision. And, uh, but we want you to know that you're like, you're here, you're at this level and, and we want you on our team. Uh, that is, would be hard, uh, uh, difficult for me to believe that that amount of forethought and consideration is happening, but it would be a, it would be a positive. <laughs> that, that would uh, shock me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> From what we've heard of this, this administration to, that there's like planning, like that there's like a, an, an agenda. Yeah. So hopefully he just plays and and we're done but, with that. Yeah. Hopefully can... it's just simple. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I from what I've seen, he 
he seems to take a lot of pride in in playing for the U.S. And I think you see that a lot of the time with these um, these dual nationals who grew up uh, in in other countries because I'm sure in many ways like he he's paid for it. You know, like I'm I'm sure there was there's there's no uh, there's no end of the ribbing when he's hanging out with the with the Dutch you know other other Dutch fishies. And they're talking shit about how much better the Netherlands are than the U.S. Like it's a this is this has been on his mind previously, and yeah. and like Brooks was in a similar boat. But there's just something about some of these individuals like that just convinces that like they they just attach themselves to the to brand America, which which I fully understand and have done in my life. So and I I just think like there's that's why like in general I if someone decides to play for the U S there, there are exceptions, but in general, if someone makes that choice, like they're going to live in Germany and they're going to fly 10 hours to central America to play world cup qualifiers and just like suffer for no, no particular like fanfare from the American public. Like, I think that's, that's a, a, its own symbol of the dedication that people often decry in these people. Right, like, right. That they're willing, like Fabian Johnson's willing to get on a plane and just get kicked for, for, for two hours in 105 degree heat. Like it's not fun, you know, and they, they're, they're making $10,000 or something to play in that game. And it's like, they don't need that. So for me, the, the fact that they're willing to do it is all the proof I need to know that they're worthy of putting on the shirt. You know, even if they didn't grow up here, that there's some Americanness innate in them or that that they've grown up as a you know a part of their identity like in the same way that I grew up with a certain japaneseness as a part of my identity even though yeah. I don't speak the language and never went there like it, or you know was born there but but moved early so it's for me for me I think um all those debates are are silly and it's just like what you love what you love and and sometimes you fall in love with it. like I think these players fall in love with a team the same way that fans fall in love with a team and I think it it looks like Serginho's on the uh, on the on the U.S. bandwagon, he's he's a he's a big fan, big fan of the pod, <laughs> yeah. big fan of the program. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. 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 Um, Alexi Lawless wig. <laughs> so let's do. I want to do a quick flyby before we get into the the youth rosters. I want to just do a quick flyby of like how people are doing in Europe uh, in their with their club teams. And oh like man, what, it's what so exciting. Because so this exciting. year, I, the, I my. Eyeballs are glued to the television screen. I'm on replay after to replay. The I can't. I can't stop myself. There are hours and hours and hours of fishy gnats to watch. Uh, I know. In Europe, I can't keep so, up. I can't keep up. It's insane. Just pump, so pump Fubo into my irises. Honestly. <laughs> so let's point. do. So I'm just gonna go sort of hit for hit on these and Ty you just stop me whenever you want to interject yeah I'll, uh, yeah I'll just give a quick right. quick summary yeah so Zach Steffen shows up for Fortuna Dusseldorf and has like like a 20 save game saves their asses uh versus none other than uh uh Shaboy Josh Sargent's Werder Bremen yes. and by the way preventing Josh Sargent from scoring with an incredible and underrated undercovered save that would have won this game for Werder Bremen. So that was, it was incredible to see them both playing. And from what I understand, the Dusseldorf uh, fan base has taken a Zach Steffen quite nicely. I think it's a great fit. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he seems to be doing great. And um, I think the, his spot was cemented by the fact that the other keeper got an injury in leading up to the season, but uh, I, he's, he's definitely defending the, his inclusion. So yeah. he seems to be certainly at the Bundesliga level and he just has to del- keep delivering throughout the season and keep that starting spot. And I think the year will be a big success. Yeah. Um, and you never know with keepers, right? You never know. It's kind of hard to tell if yeah. what level they're actually at. So, uh, pivoting to Josh Sargent, who, uh, just got a start and scored the sickest cap 
ever. <laughs> this, this is the this fucking like, dankest goal. This is some goal. pure 40 shit. <laughs> it's so, so <laughs> dope. So he takes the ball out of the air. First touch, the ball never touches the ground. It's like a 15, 20-yard pass to him through the air. Beats the center back to it. Takes it out of the air. It kind of bounces off of his midsection. The keeper's closing him down. And then he just bops it over the keeper like Boink. like like Brazilian Ronaldo in his, in his prime. And slots it away like... You know, crew like crew slots it in just cool, just cool ice fucking cold. So he's he's got another goal for for a brief moment. He had scored on half of the times that he had shot on goal for Werder Bremen, which is incredible. <laughs> That's uh, and he, uh, you know, he almost he looked like scoring again. And uh, what's his face behind the the guy who's been starting ahead of him is literally forty years old. So it looks like uh, yes, Josh yeah, is yeah. Josh Pizarro, is ready yeah. and will get a lot of play time this year. Yeah, yeah, he's been easing his way into the season, um, kind of frustratingly for U.S. fans. But the the last uh, performance having a goal, I think, makes a big difference. I I, I wasn't able to watch the the whole game, but I, I heard that in general the performance was a little rough. But coaches like scoring, so I think it's it's going to hold him in good stead, even if he didn't do as well in the other aspects of his game. Uh, that's interesting. I thought that he got he he lost his legs uh, and got subbed out because he he had lost his legs. But I, mm. I just my just my opinion. I thought he played really well. He he's he does a lot of hustling uh, and closes down people uh, up the field in a way that that actually works. Like he, you'll see him just like go through the gears and like unload on someone and it, and he does it at the right time and they will lose the ball right. or dribble out of bounds or something, you know, something good will happen. Um, and he connects really well. He's quick, tight and tidy. Um, so he also I, looks I thought it was yoked. Good. Yeah. He's for getting him, yoked. For his he's, body. For his yeah. body. He's yoked. He's tatted. He's, he's red haired. He's, he's fucking an icon in the making. I love this dude. Um, Okay, moving on. We've got uh, Christian Pulisic, of course. This is uh, Sipu. probably Sipu Baby, uh, who is uh, at Chelsea this year, and I've watched uh, every minute. Uh, he has been, he's part of like a baby Chelsea uh, trio of yep. um, Tammy Abramson and uh, what's the dude, what's the British Tammy Abram. name? Uh, Tammy Mason, Abram. Mason Mount on and the other Mason side. Mason Mount. Uh, and then Christian Pulisic, and and the three of them have all had very good games and very bad games. Yes, uh, looks yeah. like Tammy Abramson <laughs> is <laughs> is the is the strongest of the three. This guy looks like one of the you know one of the best up and coming strikers in the world in that age group to my eyes. Uh, so and, and there were moments that the fear there was that there were a lot of moments in those first couple Chelsea games where Pulisic seemed to be pissing off his teammates uh, in a in a really upsetting way. He he took a corner when one of them was like still tying their shoelace. He was the yep. he was kind of the weak link in a bunch of those uh, in, in the, those three players that we mentioned. He was the weak mm-hmm. link in a lot of their exchanges. Um, and then. Uh, and then it looked like he might lose his starting spot, but then Pedro got an injury in a warm-up. So he uh, he's he's kind of like back to... He, he's, he's just the luckiest dude on the face of the earth. If you trace it back all the way to like his start at Dortmund uh, and then getting moved to Chelsea at a time when they have a trade embargo and then Pedro picking up this injury, like I, it's sad for Pedro. He's it's in his for, best multiverse. It's it, fucking we crazy. Like everything just falls this dude's way and he's getting more and more better and better chances. And in this most recent game, he looked pretty solid. He looked good. And uh, Mason Mount didn't, which really made me less anxious. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting watching him because I, I just have so much anxiety about every time he loses the ball. But if, if I was watching Mason Mount for the same with the same criteria, you know, I would be just as frustrated like he and he, what what I tend to do is I, I'll watch the game and I'll, I'll usually feel like, oh, God, it was a disaster and he's never going to play again. And then I'll just like Google or like search on Twitter for what people are saying about him and just see like what the Chelsea fans are saying about him. Um, and that so far it's been mostly positive, you know, pe- people react to the, to the industry that he shows. And like in the last game, he kind of engineered a goal by obstruct, like non-fouling, but obstructing the goalkeeper, you know? Yeah. That was a very, they, um, he's, he's also, he keeps being part of goals, but not in the assist. He's, yeah. He's around. Category. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's goal dangerous. He's goal dangerous. Uh, <laughs> he's very goal dangerous. He's assist so, dangerous. But, but what, what gave me a lot of uh, encouragement was, was uh, your boy, Tammy Abram. 
Sin, uh, hugged, scored an amazing goal, and celebrated with Pulisic and smiled with him. And so yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Put you want to see that? I, th- I think if, if yeah. the three of those guys are getting along, then then Pulisic's going to play. Uh, right. And the, the, and the, the only thing well. the only thing that's concerning so far is their results have been middling, and basically Lampard's uh, strategy has been to play all the kids, and once results start not coming the the pressure is on for him to play the old guys you know yeah and, he and you've got really, some old guys waiting in the wings there yeah so. and he really fucked up this most recent game i forget who they were playing but it, they, they're up to one and then he subbed in like an 18 year old kid in the center of midfield and then they lost or they uh they drew um, yeah yeah and so he he took it too far and willian is just like just steaming it's like smoke yeah. coming out of his ears yeah, exactly. like so yes. ready he's a uh, steamed broccoli <laughs> so so we'll we'll see how that goes we'll keep you updated uh moving back over here to to my sort of my uh so someone very close to my heart uh west tone the the, the west, west tone, tone mckenny so he's 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 locked in uh he's he's sixing he's yep he's aiding really hard out there for Schalke who is has had a another rough start to their season but it looks like this weekend it's going to get it's getting a little better. Yeah, they got a they got a W finally. <laughs> they got a W and they managed to go up 2-0 without having a shot on goal by <laughs> by procuring two own goals. So dope. Uh, yeah. Which is which is fucking sick and uh McKenny looks good and I think the club like really values him and uh so it, it if Schalke can do well, I think Weston will ride that wave uh, but it is a situation where he 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 actually is genuinely becoming part of the heart of what this team is and does. And if Schalke doesn't do well, I think he will bear some of that responsibility in in a way that right, he has right. in the past. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, he's he's now he's now not um, just a fresh faced kid coming in and doing his best. Like he's they're counting on him to 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 drive the team and putting him in a position on the field where he can do that. So, um, so that's a double edged sword. But it, is. It, it's, it, it was neat. Recently, he reached his 50th Bundesliga game, and he's 21. It's pretty incredible. That's incredible. He's 16th all-time. Shout out Paul Carr for providing that. 16th all-time for Americans in the Bundesliga. Um, so Which is incredible, too, if you compare the fact that he came up after Pulisic and then right around the same time as... Uh, as Tyler Adams and you know everyone always looks to those two guys and and McKenney's just quietly been doing his thing and to your point about driving the team he actually is you know the the good things that Schalke does come through Weston a lot of the time so yeah yeah for sure it's pretty cool it's pretty cool to watch that yeah he's he's a leader he's a leader and that's what we've wanted you know we we said that about Pulisic that I I don't think Pulisic's a leader and it's it's coming through um in in this role in in Chelsea um, I think he's much more comfortable when he can kind of freelance and do his thing. And like, um, you know, I, uh, I think it was, uh, Bobby Warshaw, Bobby, when Bobby Warshaw was on our show, he was saying that like soccer has two kinds of players. There's, uh, artists and there's warriors, you know, hmm. and the, the whole job of the warriors is to get the artists the ball. <laughs> so, and I, I think the artists are, are going to tend to not be your leaders, you know? So um, Pulisic is definitely in that artist category and we, we just want him to be, we just want him to feel free and feel, feel like he can screw up because he's going to get, have those one or two moments a game where he wins us the game. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Weston's the one who should be, feel like they're, he's bearing the responsibility for like keeping the shape and keeping everything together Yeah. between, between him and Tyler. I mean, that's like a president vice president combo it's I so sick well willing to vote for yeah oh hell yeah and sadly uh real quick to touch on that tyler adams still injured it is a very apparently co- quote complicated injury complicated uh, yes which quote, <laughs> complicated Julian which is quote concerning so so we just have no idea y'all we have no idea we hope he comes back soon uh, it is very sad because the the trajectory that he was on and the tra- what matched up perfectly with the trajectory that RB Leipzig was on, and it was all just clicking into place. And alas, this injury happened. And you know, it has to be mentioned that this when injuries of this kind of length happen to young players, they sometimes never come back to what they. It's were. a bad sign. It's a bad um, sign. So so, but it, this is a numbers game. Like I 
I think it's easy to um, to just look at our top, you know, ten players or whatever, and say, "Man, this is a great core," which it is, you know. But you, you do have to remember that of those ten, you, we're really only going to get five who end up being like really good long term contributors to the team. Yeah, um, and that's okay. You know, it's just that it just puts the pressure on to find the next ten and the next ten and the next ten. So it it just seems like a sea change because there was a time when you could fire up your Fubo machine and you would have one or two games over the weekend where you could watch a promising American play in a top league, you know? And it's just like, it's just a bonanza. It's a marathon. Sunday, Saturday, fishy <laughs> marathon. It's so crazy. They're, they're like 15 hours a weekend. Of, yeah, of yeah, exactly. Mats to yeah. watch, it's unbelievable, yeah, it, and that's not even we're not even t- discussing MLS right now because right, you know that's which is on brand that's a, for a our given. show, but it's a given. Uh, yeah. But that's a I given, mean, right? So and that yeah. that's the way that's the way I think the program should be thinking about MLS, which is that there, there are good American players in MLS who can fill in the gaps between our our top players and our, our top players should be overseas, and that that's where they're going to grow the most. And you know maybe once they're real stars, they can come back and lead the next generation from here. But like I'm, I'm not super concerned with like scouring MLS. You know, it's, it's, it's. I, I want any anyone who's starting at 19 or 20 and doing well. I want them involved. I want, I want to see them. You know. Yeah. Um, and then especially when we get to these younger these youth team rosters, like it, MLS is amazing for for players to be getting awesome professional experience. And some of the some of the stadiums and some of the opponents in MLS are are really great. I mean, if you're a central, if you're a, a 19 year old central defender and your assignment is Zlatan Ibrahimovic or Carlos Vela, I mean that's that's a really good test. Like that's as good a test as you you would get in the Premier League. You know, it's not yeah. it's not going to be all over the field, but like you on this evening, you have to play at a Premier League level. You know. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I, but but to your point, like we can just look at the European-based players and construct a pretty damn good team right now, and that's really, really exciting. All right. So as you, as I'm sure you listeners can guess, uh, we want to see the good team, not the bad team, and I don't think we have to go into too much detail on that. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes versus uh, Mexico in a few days here. Ty, shall we dive into the deep end? Oh, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I hear that sound. I like that sound. I want to go swimming. Fishy Report. Fishy Report. Welcome to the Fishy Report. Woo! Folks, welcome to the Fishy Report. This is, of course, the uh, section of the show in which we will discuss anyone who is eligible for an under-something squad, and all of these people are because we got under-something squad rosters to discuss. So, let's begin, Ty, with just a zoom-out kind of macro. What? It's an under-23 squad and an under-20 squad. What are they for again? So, the U23 uh, team is... Olympic qualifying preparation. I believe it's still unclear when Olympic qualifying will actually be, um, because nice. con- because Concacaf. Uh, the U twenties. It's the the beginning of the new cycle. It's the first camp uh, after the the U twenty World Cup that happened in the in the spring. Uh, so this is Tab Ramos starting a new uh, a new group of of youngsters. Uh, who are going to be eligible for that next um, U20 World Cup. So I, I, I don't believe, I don't know this for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure all of these players are eligible. He's not like picking like 19 and a half year olds just because they're under 20. It's like, the, it's designed that it's the next team. Mm. Um, and there are some familiar faces there. I'll, I'll just briefly go through that. We've got um, Conrad De La Fuente, who you'll remember from the, the prior U20 team, uh, and a couple other um sort of like known names from from the the younger uh, levels, Indiana Vasilev and players like that. Um, you never quite know what you're going to get with these teams, but the last couple have turned out great, and we've uncovered, a, or not uncovered, but really showcased uh, a lot of the, the great talent that's coming through, uh, both in the States and outside the States with, with roots in the States. Um, so exciting to see the U 23s, uh, our perspective on this show has been that the program should be focused on success on qualifying for, and then succeeding in the Olympics. Um, because it would, it, it represents the first chance at a, a major international, uh, trophy 
for for the U.S. Uh, since getting knocked out of the the Russia World Cup, and it would be an amazing chance for our top core of players to all go to a tournament at once. It's it's a tournament that I think we could get a lot of players released for, and to see the spine of our actual you know World Cup qualifying team in a tournament would be really exciting. Um, so the the players they've called to this camp are not in that category. The 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 best U twenty threes are in the senior team, um, but what they're doing is is giving an opportunity for all of the players who might kind of fill out that that roster, uh, and critically qualifying will likely not be a tournament where we can get players released mandatorily. So it will be all about having players who are good enough uh, that they can that they can win the tournament but are not so good that their clubs won't release them. <laughs> so that's the goal of this camp is to find, find the best players who won't be released. This is, yeah, um, this is Serginho yeah. Dest all over again. It's good, yeah. it's good. Nope, too good, too yeah. good. Oh, oh, too good. Hold on. Uh, so we have a number of, of names I'm, I'm really excited to see, either uh, to see initially or to see again. Um, Chris Gloucester, he's just one of my one of my. Fave picks from the U20 World Cup is here. Recently made the move Boy. to PSV. Um, Mark McKenzie and Austin Trusty, who uh, who we talked to uh, Michael on the the last show about, um, who are a part of that that Soccer in the City documentary, which is coming out. They're both on this team. They could partner, which would be really cool. Uh, their teammate Brendan Aronson is one of the most exciting uh, attacking players in the pool. Uh, he's here. Alex Mendez is here. Uh, DJ Orgy is here. Servania. Um, Jesus Ferreira is here, who we haven't seen uh, really for star for a youth national team, uh, but has been uh, doing really well in MLS this year. This is the son of uh, David Ferreira, who's a former MLS MVP, who's playing also for the same team that his dad did and is doing awesome. That so would that's up, great. Yeah. Um, we've also got uh, Sebastian Soto, the star striker from the U20 National team has recently been courted by the Chilean Federation to join them. He's got Chilean roots, um, but seems to be sticking with the good guys for now. So it's it's an exciting group. I, I hope to be able to watch the games. I haven't seen if they're going to be um, uh, televised, but they're playing at least one uh, against Japan, which will be really exciting. And um, I think it's 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 a solid group. This is definitely the kind of group that could get us through qualifying. Like if you compare it to prior cycles, the amount of first team games under the belts of a lot of these players is, just doesn't even compare. And the the level of leadership and like dependability that they have or um, reliability or responsibility that they have for their clubs is is high. Like Mark McKenzie is an integral part of the union, for instance, and they, these aren't just players who are like breaking through like post college, which is what we've typically had to qualify with. Um, so it's it's a really uh, good opportunity, and you know, fingers crossed that we can put together a roster that gets released and gets us through. Amazing! So it's going to be fun. Uh, there will be games. We'll keep up with them. Um, and we'll we'll just keep you posted on the fishy side of things. And but I think it's safe to say that uh, well, is it safe to say that the U.S. Federation is not prioritizing the under twenty three group in a way that we'd want? Or is this an is this for you, Ty, like an acceptable approach? Right, like thinking about the uh, the the people who will be available to qualify and and investing in them. Um. Yeah, I don't think they have the philosophy that I was hoping for. I I don't think it's crazy. Uh, you know, at the very least, I think our best under 23 players are on a roster this break. You know, that would be, that would be the, the, the most tragic yeah. thing. Yeah. Josh Barring Sargent couple, going nowhere. Josh Sargent doing nothing ridiculous. like he did over the summer was that that's absurd. That's absurd. Um, so, you know, we're missing a couple players that Julian Araujo I was hoping would be on one of these rosters is not, I don't know if that's an injury or not. Uh, way yeah, I think is injured. Way is um, injured. Okay. And Ledesma. Uh, yeah, Ledesma's missing. I think I heard about an injury there. So you just you never know. But but the bulk of it seems to be in the right direction, which is that we're engaging you know all of the best players across these different uh, age groups, and hopefully by the time you know if if we were to qualify, I would just be really disappointed if we went to the Olympics and didn't just throw the kitchen sink at it you know i just i think it's really important for the psyche and like greg's stated mission of restoring faith in the program 
winning the Olympics or doing well at the Olympics, I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that moves the needle in the U.S. You know, the, the U.S. cares about the Olympics similarly to the World Cup. You know, so if, if people, if there was a gold medal match for the, U, for the United States in soccer, I mean, you, that would be a big draw. Uh, and they don't really, like the, the soccer watching, or the non-soccer watching public doesn't quite understand that it's not a big deal in the soccer world, you know? Yeah. So, and, so and, I think and it's really according important. to, and, and in line with our values and philosophy, it, it is to us a big deal, right? Because an under 23 squad now is a world cup squad in a few years. Uh, and Pretty much, a world, yeah. you know, a world cup core in, in eight years or whenever the, the yeah, yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. My, years. my, my preferred, uh, 2022 world cup team includes mostly players who are currently under 23. Like if you just project out the team and what we want, like the whole forward line, you know, pretty much the whole midfield. Yeah, I, I can really only think like Brooks and Stefan, I really would want. And then I could I could I could pick a really good team of players who are Olympic eligible as my projected Qatar World Cup team. So um, you know, lots of hurdles to get through before there, of course, <laughs> lest, <laughs> yes. lest we forget. Yes, yes, um, yes. But it's, caveat, it's, caveat, it's caveat. an amazing time. It's an amazing time to be a fan of the Nets. We've got, it we is. have a player, we have a, a guy who, a, a U, United States player who's a starter at Ajax, one of, the, one of the biggest teams in the world. I mean, top 15 team, starting, game in, game out. And it's like, it's not even the biggest story. No. I, I can't yeah, believe it. So and to it, and to see Pulisic at Chelsea, you know, it's just it's fucking insane. Pulisic in Chelsea blue is something else. I I am not a fan of the way that they run that club. I but I to to see him at Old Trafford, you know, uh, hitting the field with Paul Pogba and then hugging Paul Pogba after the game is like that's pretty neat. It's pretty I, cool. I, in it, it's it's things are changing. Things really are changing. So. Glad you're all with us to experience this uh, this exciting time. We are glad. And uh, what 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 what's all this about? Oh yeah, we're gonna play Mexico. All right, so let's talk about that real quick. Looking forward. Um, speaking of things that move the needle, the Olympics would do that. So would laying a laying laying a what what am I going for here? Laying an L. <laughs> so would would slapping a, a stiff wrist across the face of whatever Mexico team uh, joins us in in a few days here. So Ty, what are what kind of a Mexican team are we looking at this time around? Uh, they're bringing pretty much everybody. They've they've got a, a really strong squad. Um, a lot of the players who were missing over the summer for whatever random reason, including just being like overworked and just not wanting to show up. Uh, which is understandable when it comes to playing uh, Martinique in Cleveland. Um, they they're back. They're back for the for the glamour fixture at MetLife. Uh, the one notable exception is Carlos Vela, who seems to not have a great relationship with um, the coach with Tata, which is surprising to me because you'd think there'd be like an MLS thing going on there, maybe a little uh, some some love between them, but. Vela's always been kind of a weird guy, and it wouldn't surprise me. He's a weird guy. Vela does Vela, you know? Vela yeah, Ve- yeah. plays for a team of one. Wolf pack of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That makes sense. Um, but we're going to get to see a lot of the, the um, top Mexican players who we want our uh, players to be facing. I would say their, their roster is a little more, even more first-choicey than ours. Ours is pretty first-choicey. Uh, but it, it looks really, really sound. Um, so I'm excited to see um, Hector Herrera again, to see uh, Chicharito again, to see Raul Jimenez, um, uh, who's been still doing well in England, to see Chucky Lozano, Tecatito. So it's really, really cool. Um, they've also got uh, Edson Alvarez, who who went to join Dest at Ajax. So that'd be pretty cool if they played each other. Yeah, uh, and He's also he's been a, starting for, he, for Ajax. Dude's a player and a half. He is. He's a player. Yeah, he's good. for sure. He good. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be basically a first choice uh, Mexico team, which historically we don't beat. You know, we 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 tend to beat them when they're hobbled in some way uh, over the last ten years, um, and when they when they bring the big when they bring the big guns, we don't. Uh, and you know, New Jersey is a home game for Mexico, so 
you know, I, I don't, I don't have high expectations for, for what the U S will do. Um, but I just expect there to be some cohesive game plan for there to be some tactic that we stick to and, uh, to see a, a good effort from, from the guys and to see all the fishies. I don't, I all want no fishies. fishy on bench, no fishy on bench. Uh, yeah, and we've, we've talked about it, but Dest is a perfect fit for this like uh, right back becoming a midfielder role that was once the, the, the cornerstone of Burhalter's tactical approach. Um, so it would be cool to see him try, try it out in that slot. Because yeah, he, he'd be good at that. I like, I'd like him on the overlap more. I, I think he's just fantastic at flying up the wing. Um, but I, I, I don't think you can go wrong. He's a great player. All right, and there is one Just get other him on thing. the field. Get him on the damn field, for crying out loud. If that's the only thing we have to celebrate at the end of this entire camp, I'm, I am going to breathe an enormous sigh of relief. Uh, and if he doesn't play, there's nothing we can do on the field that will make me feel better about that. <laughs> uh, one last thing about the Mexican roster is there Trap is one... Trap Patrick. Can... <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> no! There is one... No! There is one... Somehow Areola, like, subs on from the... <laughs> From the crowd. Um, there is one <laughs> Gonzalez that is here, not on this roster. And hmm. I just kind of want to highlight that. Uh, your, your boy, is it Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Gonzalez, not here. Yeah, he's, he's kind of stalled out a little bit in the, in the pro career. I think he, he was in the last uh, Mexico camp that was all, that was all fishies, um, if I recall. Yeah. But he's, I, he's, not at a, he's not at a senior level for, for Mexico right now. Yeah. And so I don't want to, I, I, I don't know if I'm just too overly obsessed with this situation. You're like ex-boyfriending. It, it, I'm ex-boyfriending yeah. and it seems, I'm totally stalking him, but it seems to me like something worth paying attention to because uh, the, the, the trajectory of his career is going to, is going to be a symbol for other players in the same position as him moving forward, I think. Right, right. Um, and the kind of opportunities he gets, the kind of development he gets and, and how he does uh, on that side of things, I, I think is relevant to the future of our team. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just kind of keeping half yeah. an eye on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wish no, no ill of him as a human being, but I wouldn't mind if he never made another Mexico squad. That's That'd what I'm saying is like, yeah. for, I believe, you know, from a human perspective, I think he made the right choice and I wish the best for him from a uh, American soccer federation perspective. The best thing that can happen for us is that he's, uh, he, a he, failure. he does everything he can possibly yes. do and yet never gets invested in again by this right, team. Right. Because that or or just... like, or like comes in and score, like gets his chance and then scores an own goal and gets like heckled off the field or something. Or it gets like yeah. beer thrown at him or in the in the streets of Mexico city or something. Yeah. Sadly, the best thing for us is the worst thing for you, sir. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're you, you and, uh, you and Giuseppe Rossi can, can take a, <laughs> take a hike, take a, egg. take a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough. Of we'll that. see what so, happens. So folks tune in, watch that game and we'll join you after it for uh, a review and a preview of uh, Uruguay. Ty, anything, any parting words for the peeps here before we, before we uh, dive into this game? I'm psyched. Go Fishies. I'm psyched. Go Fishies. Let's do this thing. I love it. I love it when there's uh, uh, par- parades in the streets celebrating cultural heritage. The West Indies parade is occurring right now in Brooklyn. And it got rained on and then it didn't. The sun came out. I think that's beautiful. I love dropping my laundry off at the laundromat so it's an option for me to do my own laundry but it's not that expensive to have it done by them and they fold it folks don't forget about the folding that's crucial life Uh, hack life hack and i love a nap that's the right amount of time not too long not too short but i don't love any of that shit as much as i absolutely love these gnats it's we the people it's we the people it's we the people It's we the people.